Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stand with me this morning. It is so good to see you in the house of the Lord. How many of you wish it was about 70 degrees outside? Yeah, that would be great. But anyway, it's warm in here. I feel the uh, presence of the Lord here, and I thank the praise and worship team. They did a great job this morning, as always. So give them a big hand for uh, their input in our lives, and uh, let, let's pray together. Father, we're so grateful that you love us, you care for us, and Lord, today we're here to exalt you and praise you and lift up the mighty name of Jesus, the name above every name. And Lord, today, let people's hearts be open, receptive to what you have for us today, and we are so grateful for all that you've done and what you will do in our lives. We ask it and we pray it in Jesus' holy name, amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. Well, on behalf of Matt and I, thank you for being here. I'd like to introduce some very special people in our lives. Uh, Pastor Kemp Holden, most of you may know him. Kemp, stand up. We want to look at your lovely face. Uh, Brother Kemp has been a friend of ours, and uh, he says this, we've been friends ever since the Civil War. I'm not believing that all the way, but that's what he says. Uh, he is now living in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and uh, he pastored one of the largest churches actually in Arkansas, about 3,000 plus people there in Fort Smith, and uh, a great man of God, and we, we certainly thank him so very much. Joe and Juanita Campbell over here to my right. Joe and Juanita, Beth, stand up. They pastor Dallas Pentecostal Church there in Dallas, Texas. Uh, they're here with us today, good friends of ours. We're so grateful for them. And then Josh and Janice Shields to my left, New Life Church in Berryville, Arkansas. And uh, we are good friends with them. And then Keen Shields, the Apostolic Grace Tabernacle. Every time, thank you, Keen, from Russellville, Arkansas. And, and the initials of the church is AGT. And I always think America got talent when I think about that. I don't know, know why. And, and Sean and Lenny, uh, right there on the front, these are wonderful people. The Dudleys, they go back a couple of generations with us, and uh, they pastor Christ Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. So you thought you drove a long way to church. These people drove about six, seven, eight hours to come here, and so we're very grateful that they are here. Uh, I'm grateful that my family is here, so uh, Carrie's over here, and Matt, and then Steph, and uh, we have Aaron, and we have Natalie, and Riley's up there, and so back in the back, we have Ian, and we have Hartley, and Miles, and Paige, and so they may have their hands full back there with all the other kiddos, and, and also, uh, my dad is here, and my family, so all you who would actually claim me, uh, and Carrie, would you, and Carrie's family's here, would you stand up? We, we just want to acknowledge you. Uh, they're, they're probably scattered everywhere. Uh, thank you so very much. We have great families, and, and, and these folks, most of them, they're here every Sunday, so I'm not trying. And then Matt's family over here, mom and dad and the extended family. Guys, would you all stand up? I just want to acknowledge you today. Matt has a very precious family that's with him here today, too. And uh, there again, we're so grateful for them, and a lot of them are here every Sunday too. So, we are in Transition Sunday. Now, let me make this very clear, because I got a couple of uh, uh, texts this morning, Matt, that uh, everybody wished me well in my retirement. Okay. No, no retirement. Here's no the deal. Retirement. I'm not retiring. We're transitioning. So Matt is going to become the, the lead pastor here. He is going to take care of the day-to-day -day decisions, and uh, he's going to lead the church. Uh, Carrie and I are not selling off into the sunset, and uh, we uh, don't have enough money to get out of town yet, but uh, I'm just kidding. But, but the thing about it is we have been so very blessed with uh, all of you, and uh, welcome to the second service today. We, we've already done this once. And it is so great to have wonderful people around you and to worship with wonderful people and to see God do amazing things. So Matt and I are going to go, you know, probably a, a, uh, answer some questions that you may have in your mind today. And uh, so that's where we're headed. So Matt, I'll let you take it from here. 
Amen, amen. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Is anybody else heart pounding in the place today? Some of that's probably nerves and the Holy Spirit kind of all wrapped up into one, isn't it? You know, the mark of a great minister is the impact that they have on people. Amen. Another great mark that a minister has is making room for the next generation. Since the beginning of this, one of the things that I've even asked the staff to refer to and others is that Pastor Mike is not going to ride off into the sunset, okay? He doesn't have a pony behind the stage that's settled up like an old western, you know, saddled up like an old western. He's going to ride off, you know. But he's making room. If you study the life of David, you see that he, 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 he tried to do this in a lot of ways because he was constantly pouring into other people. He had people around him that he wasn't, he wasn't afraid to influence. But this is what David said. David said that he could reach his generation. And for me, it's very encouraging because I see a pastor that has reached his generation and beyond, which is a true mark of great ministry. Another true great mark is the impact on people. It's one thing to go out and say that you're leading, and when you take a walk, you turn around and there's nobody behind you, right? You're just down on the walk. <laughs> but whenever you have people behind you that believe in you, that trust you, that their lives have been changed, and ministries have come out of that ministry, families have been brought back together, people have found destiny, amen? amen. The true mark. The pastor has certainly done that, and it's been an honor to be on this journey with him for the last five years, and we'll get to more of that here in a second, but we are so grateful you're here. If you'd turn to the screens behind me in front of you, there's some people that just want to share that same love. Let's watch together. A big congratulations to Pastors Mike and Carrie McCord. We remember the first time we came to Ray of Hope in Comanche over 35 years ago. When we drove up to the little church in Comanche, I said, oh, Lord, this is a precious little church. Well, in time, that little church grew. And I'll never forget the day we came around the curve coming from Duncan's to the new building. And I said to my husband, is that their church? Out here in the middle of nowhere, this huge church was. It's amazing what God has done. And today we celebrate with you the tremendous leadership that you have provided to the Ray of Hope Church that is now not just impacting Stevens County, but is a global voice to the entire world. Yes. This day of transition is another major step into your future and the future of this great church. The best yes. is yet to come for all of us. As we say here in Alabama, we love, love y'all. very much. Greetings from the Czech Republic. Pastor Mike, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your lifelong ministry and just your integrity, your love for people and your diligent work in the ministry. And just the way that you have built this church, Ray of Hope, will always be my example. And uh, Pastor Matt, I wish you all God's best. And I wish both of you that this transition is a great success. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, we're Kane, and we just wanted to say, Pastor Mike, congratulations on your new role. We're so excited for you, and we're so thankful for all the years of ministry that you've done at Ray of Hope Church. Yeah. We are happy to know you, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life and your ministry, and we're excited for your next season. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Hi, Mike. It's Rick Manhus out here in cold indiana where the wind is blowing so cold today oh my goodness and my hair looks a mess so but i'm glad i got it all right i want to congratulate you today mike on a real milestone in your life and you've been so wonderful in the kingdom of god i i want to thank you personally personally for helping me five years ago when i was broken and you were there and i know i'm just among countless others who you have helped your great smile, <laughs> your strong handshake, that pat on the back, those encouraging words that you're always able to give. I'm glad I was able to serve with you on the IMA General Board, and I'm sure you'll go ahead and do more, but I'm, I've retired. Um, maybe I'm retreaded, I'm not sure which. But I wanted to call you today or just send you this video and tell you how happy I am for you. So everybody, love on Mike today. It's his turn, okay? Love on him and let him know that you care about him and that you love him. Do that today. 
And Mike, thank you for being my friend. Let's go to Israel together again, okay? Let's do it. All right, now I gotta figure out how to turn this off. Or, or go out, Mike, go out and get on a horse. Wear your cowboy hat. Get one of those Winchester rifles out of the window, back window of one of those pickup trucks and just go out and shoot it in the air and live it up. I don't know why I said that, but just do it, okay? Hi Rev Hope, Jeff Lucas here. Kay and I have such fond memories of our time spent together with you, amazing times of worship, such wonderful hospitality where we discovered the glories of chicken fried chicken. Who was confused about that before? Very seriously, we know this is a time of transition for you as Pastor Mike and Carrie continue in ministry there with you, but Pastor Matt is taking the role as a lead pastor. Our memories are always of Pastor Mike and Carrie speaking about you as a congregation with such love and care and affection. Always made us feel so much at home, so we pray God's blessing upon you, Mike and Carrie, as you move through this time of transition into this next season in your lives. And also for you, Pastor Matt, may God's wisdom, strength and anointing be with you as you lead the church forward. It's been too long. We hope to see you soon. God bless you on this special day. All right, Brother Mike, this is Jason Crabb sitting here in Nashville, Tennessee. Just stepped out of the studio for a minute to tell you how much we love you. Uh, we love Ray of Hope. They're in Comanche, Oklahoma. We love y'all so very much. We love you, buddy. And uh, thankful for all the work that God has in store for you to do. Of course, I'm thankful for what you've already done, but I'm thankful for what God has in store for you to do. And uh, my friend, I love you. Hope to see you real soon. God bless you. Pastor McCord, J.C. Watts here. Hey, congratulations as you transition into your new position there at Ray of Hope. God has honored your faithfulness to his word and to the Ray of Hope family and the community that you've served there in Comanche and the surrounding areas. All the best as you transition into that new post. And thank you for your friendship to me over the years. And congratulations and all the best in 2023. Well, that's uh, very humbling. Jeff Lucas that you saw is from England, and um, when he came over here, when he heard about we eat biscuits and gravy, in England a biscuit is a cookie, and he said, y'all eat cookies and gravy? Well, no, you have to understand uh, you're not in England anymore, Jeff, so that's why he said chicken fried chicken, so anyway, di different world, right? Well, Matt and I, obviously, we've been in transition, and it's been five years that we have been going through this process. And I, I didn't know Matt. Actually, uh, Grady back there is the one who got us uh, connected. And when Pastor Dow passed away, we waited a year before we tried to look for someone to, you know, enter into the ministry because we didn't want anyone to, uh, you know, compare uh, to Pastor Dow because there's no comparison. There was no one like him. And so such a very important part of our church. But yet, um, you know, transitioning is... Um, it's not easy. It's very emotional. You know, Matt and I may cry here in a minute. <laughs> I don't know, but that's okay uh, because we, we've, uh, you know, just believe that we're doing what the Lord wants us to do because we don't want to leave the church in a position if, you know, something happened to me or, you know, we would move uh, in a direction that uh, we didn't want to move in or, you know, what do we do next? So, you know, Matt has been here. He's been very faithful. He's done about everything from driving the van, sweeping the floor, cleaning the toilets. I mean, we, we do everything here. It, it keeps you humble. It just keeps you humble. But uh, we, we have been on this process, and we think it's biblical. Now, let me tell you why. Because this is atypical. Because most churches don't transition the way that we're transitioning here. Uh, how many of you know in, in the church, it's always good to follow the Bible? Wouldn't that be a novel idea to follow the Bible in church? 
So what happens a lot of time, either, you know, the pastor dies or retires or he's fired or, you know, he, he quits, burns out or whatever, and now the church starts looking for somebody else. But there is a biblical model. You know, we look at um, Moses and Joshua. We look at Elijah and Elisha, you know, Paul and Timothy. So there's, there's a lot of biblical models that we need to be following. And so one day when we talk about biblical models, um, Matt asked me the question, he, he said, Pastor Mike, how long was it between uh, Elijah and Elisha taking the charge of being the prophet of Israel? And I said, Matt, I'm really not for sure what the timetable is. So we went back and researched a little bit, and it, it varies depending on who you talk to and the research and the historicity of, of that question. And we found out it was somewhere between five, six, seven, eight years. So we're at a five-year transition, and this is what we know. Uh, until Jesus comes, we, we're, we're, we're going to be occupying, we're going to be working, but uh, people get old. And uh, I'm 30 on the inside. My body tells me a little bit different now, but I, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm healthy, I, I'm good. And, and someone said uh, recently, said, well, I think you're preaching better than you ever have. And I said, well, you ought to. Been doing it a long time, 46 years. And uh, been leading this church for 38, and beginning next week, it'd be uh, starting my 39th. And so what we want to do is really position the church for future growth and future success. So this is not a one-generation church. This is a multi-generational church. I mean, I look at all these young people here, some of us who've been here for a long, long time. Listen, we're wanting to reach everybody. And so we want to see everyone come and know the Lord and have their life changed by Jesus Christ. And he is the only way to get to heaven. You can't get there any other way. So we want to reach our community. We want to uh, have a, a large footprint as we minister the gospel. And uh, Matt has that same vision, that same idea. And we believe that he's going to make good decisions. We believe that he's going to lead. Now, it, it probably won't always be exactly like me. And... Uh, some ways that will be good, uh, but we do know that you know that that's going to be what uh, is going to happen in the future. Um, next month, I'll still be preaching, I'll still be teaching, but Matt will be the lead pastor. We actually talked about what what I will be. We, we never did come up with a good title for me, and uh, so Matt said, "You know, Pastor Mike, biblically, uh, Moses kept uh, leading and teaching until he died." And he, he said, you know, Elijah kept going till he died. And, and Paul kept preaching and teaching and going on missionary journeys till he died. And I said, okay, Matt, I got it, you know. <laughs> You're wishing me to be dead. No, he didn't say that. But anyway, you know, we, we do want to have a biblical model. And, and Matt has uh, really been through the paces. And we've had a lot of discussion. And uh, I think he's going to do a great, great job, Matt. And that's, I'm telling you guys, yes, give Pastor Matt a applause. Amen. You know, I, I get this opportunity to talk to you about the process because sometimes when we talk about five years, you wonder if that means that you've kind of just hung out, drank some coffee, pastor handed you the top ten list and said, get her done, boys. That's, that's not what's happened. That's an Oklahoma thing, I guess, right? That's probably not. That's not what's happened. This five-year process has been much more intense. You know, one of the great things about a process is you have to have a firm foundation. We sang about that this morning, didn't we? And we know that Christ is ultimately our firm foundation. But I'd like to recognize my mom and dad. Would you guys stand up? So this is my mom, Jean, and my dad, Mark. They didn't know I was going to embarrass them this morning, so you guys could be seated. I know that was really hard for you. And then my extended family over here, and I was going through the list of all my brothers and sisters and their wives and husbands. And I'm the youngest of five. So not only have I had the opportunity to have foundation of see my mom and dad do life together and work ethic and all the things that you have in your life, but I also had the opportunity to look up and see my brothers and my sisters and their marriages and how they raised kids and poured their life into people. And it was super beneficial. I was talking to Kemp yesterday, and Brother Kemp, excuse me, Brother Kemp, and, and one of the things that we discussed is how experience is not always the best teacher. Sometimes it's like looking at other people and seeing their mistakes and not doing it, you know? Yeah, so I've been very fortunate in that, and, and that's part of the process of pastor that he's, he's taken me through here. Uh, I do want to mention two other very special people. I'd like my wife to go ahead and stand up if she would. 
This is my wife, Mary. We give her a round of applause, absolutely. And my wife and my daughter, Callie, if she'll go ahead and stand up. Awesome. Now, the reason why I do that is because you know the old saying behind every um, every great man's a great woman, amen, and that's really true, and she even dressed me today, so this is good, you know, I picked out one, and she goes, oh, no, you're not wearing that, you look like Shakespeare from the 1800s or whatever, but he wasn't 1800, but you guys know what I mean, and uh, then Callie, we're driving down the road the other day, and Callie ch uh, chirps up from the back seat, and we're talking about the transition even today, and she goes, Dad, remember Esther in such a time as this. And I thought that was a great word. And I held it together first service, so I'm going to do my, my best here. You know, church is like a family. And have you guys ever heard that old saying, it takes a village to raise a child? This is my experience since I've been here. It takes a church to raise an upcoming pastor. It really does. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians here, Chapter 4, verse 15. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have very many fathers. For I became a, your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And it's so true. I look out here and I see so many of you guys that's poured into my life over this last five years. And I'm grateful beyond measure. Words cannot explain. I've been in your houses drinking coffee, shared scripture with you. I've learned to preach from you and teach and you guys have been so encouraging. It's always good when you come up and say, great job, Matt. And you knew it was not a great job. But you just needed that little bit of encouragement. I appreciate that. But Paul here goes a little bit further and he says, but what you don't have many is of is fathers in the faith. And this is very important that you understand this part. I got permission from Miss Carrie, got permission from Matt, and got permission from Aaron, which is his two sons, to use this terminology. And I don't need a father. I've got a great dad over here who really loves me and and spurs me on. So that's not what we're trying to do here. But it's, un it's important to understand that the process really turned into where pastor became a father in the faith to me. That we moved past just acquaintances and friendships and things like that to really push into some of those deep areas. This is what it's written about. This is what, what, what's written about David as he leads Israel. Psalms chapter 78, verse 72. With an upright heart, he shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hand. Did y'all catch that? So the upright heart is my responsibility. It is my responsibility to go before God for you guys as I leave and say, God, I want to make sure that my heart is clear so I can have a clear vision, so I can hear your Holy Spirit speak to me. We still believe in the Holy Spirit, don't we? Absolutely. So that's my responsibility, but it sure helps because it's the things that we know you fast and you pray and you read the Word to have an example and to have a guide in that. Pastor was sharing his heart with our staff whenever we were talking about today. And two different meetings we had just because of how we had to break it up and, and share it with staff. And he said the same thing in both, both meetings. He said, listen, he said, what we have to watch is our egos. Matt has to watch his ego, and I have to watch my ego. Because we want the Lord to win. That's what we want. It was just like a father had spoken that to me. I immediately called a five-day fast or more. And let me tell you the human side of that. So I went, I went five days a little bit longer, but finally on that fifth day I ate some crackers. Let me get human with you. After you eat a cracker the fifth day, man, that dude tastes like a French biscuit, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know what I mean? But during that, that's the human side. That's the reality side, right? And, and it doesn't get easier, but you do it. But I wouldn't just do that for anybody saying do something. Because a father has something very special that is God-given and it's influence. I believe I was talking to Matt, and I said, Matt, have I learned everything from your father that I possibly can in the last five years? Without hesitation, he said, no. And I said, I know. So there's still much more to learn and much more to do. And the second part is this. He guided them with a skillful hand. You know, there's some skill sets that you got to have, right? If you want to be a good plumber, get up underneath a good plumber. If you want to be a good electrician, get up underneath a good electrician. Amen? Yeah. Same thing. If you want to have an impactful ministry, get up underneath a pastor who's had an impactful ministry. Because there's a skill set whenever you're sitting beside people and they're dying and they're about to slip into eternity. When you walk into a hospital and you pray for the sick. When you do sermon preparation, when you do communion and baptism. You do these many things that not everybody always understands. There's a, there's a skill set that you have to have. You can't do it alone. You've got to have a help. So this process has been much more than just getting together and talking. It's been an in-depth look of leadership and passion and making sure that we're doing it biblically.
And if you're in the audience this morning, you know, pastors, we've got to kind of throw in a salvation message everywhere we go. If you're in the audience this morning or you're listening to us by whatever device, and you say, man, I've tried to do it myself. I've tried to be skillful. I've, I've tried to do everything. We want you to know that we've been there, but you can't do it alone. You have to have Christ in your right. life. Because we're David and we try to lead with an upright heart, Christ doesn't try to lead with an upright heart. He is upright. He is perfection. He is holy. He is pure. That's the reason why we need him in our life. He's not looking for a skill set, amen. He has all the skills. He is the source. So we want to encourage you this morning that even though we're doing this this morning, if you don't have Christ in your life, man, we want you to have him in your life because he'll change it. Don't, don't feel alone. There's so many things that we've learned through this process. And we, we want to be open to questions. And um, we believe it's been Holy Spirit-led. We believe it's been biblical. It's been difficult. We've had difficult conversations. We've had fun conversations. But we know that Christ has been in the middle of it. Well, when Matt first came here, um, he started preaching. He came to my office after the sermon and said, how did I do? So you want to share with that? All right, you guys, okay, you guys know the Charlie Daniels song, right? Sit right down there in that chair, son. Let me show you how it's done, right? It wasn't quite like that. It was a little bit more love. But I went in there, and, I, and, and that's, you know, you, you, want a, you want help. And he said, Matt, sit there in the chair. And about 30 or 45 minutes later, I found out some things that I could improve on. <laughs> but listen, it was done in love, and it was necessary. Because I'm feeding the flock of God. This is what he told Peter, excuse my passion, but this is what he told Peter. If, do you love me? Yes. He didn't say, go build mansions, go build buildings. He said, feed my sheep, yeah. feed my lambs, feed my sheep. So things like that is what I've learned from my father in the faith. And it is unusual. It's not like everybody's experience, but I'm so grateful for the influence that Pastor Mike and... And thank you for allowing him to do that, because I'm grateful for it. Well, anything, whether it's business, whether it's uh, spiritual, it, it always takes strong leadership. And we've, we've had strong leadership at Ray of Hope. Our elders, our deacons, um, our teachers, um, it, it's, it's phenomenal that some of the best people in the world, I think, end up here. And we have relationships with some of the best people in the world, I think. And many of you may not know this. We, we did address this in our planning meeting back in January. We now have about 50 part-time and full-time employees at our church. That's almost like a company. We, we have a Mother's Day Out program. We have a preschool that uh, Katie leads along with some other folks, and they do a great job, and it's pretty full. We have uh, Hope Academy. We started the school this year, first time for us. We have over 90 students, the first rattle out of the box. So uh, Krista leads that and doing a very great job. Um, we have so many different ministries within the, in the church. In the early service, uh, Kim and David Treat were back here, uh, the Karis Pregnancy Center. Um, you know, we, we have Brent over here to my right, Brent and Leslie, and Brent leads Life's Hope. You know, we have a lot of hope here. We have Hope Kids. We have Hope Academy. We have Life's Hope. I mean, a lot of hope here. And, and so th there's a lot of ministries that are coming out of our church and people who are a part of the church who lead those ministries. And we have a lot of people here that have been in ministry. And I think it's really uh, a great thing. And uh, I shared this uh, yesterday. When I look at... Uh, our congregation sometimes, I, I see, um, you know, Ronnie Lakita who pastored churches, and I see, uh, you know, Galen and Sheila, and, and I see uh, Brother Bear, who was in the early service, who, who pastored, and, you, you know, we have uh, so many, you know, Billy and Jatan are uh, pastoring in Texas, and, you know, Jacob and Amy are in, in North Carolina pastoring, and, uh, you know, Michaela, she's uh, leading worship up in Oklahoma City, and, uh, you know, Zach is the worship leader, you know, up in uh, Bartlesville. Uh, you know, Keaton is uh, here with us, you know, leading worship. And his brother, uh, Nick, is up, uh, sound engineer for Life Church up, up in Oklahoma City area. So, and there's more, but th there's just so many people who've not only been birthed out of the church, but so many who have come to the church that have a, a, a rich heritage of, of ministerial experience and feeding the family of God. 
And I, I shared this yesterday also. I asked one because I, I said to Carrie, I, I said, have you noticed how many people that have been in missions or pastors or pastor's kids that have grown up in the church that end up at Ray of Hope? And, uh, you know, Ron and Betty, they were, you know, missionaries in uh, Mexico. And Dr. Jeff and his family, missionary, a medical missionary in Africa. And I asked one one time, I said, why are you here? And this was the answer. It was short and sweet, and I never thought about it. And I said, why are you here? And they said, because it's real. Because what you see is what you get. And, you know, you have been so good of, you know, uh, you know, hearing and responding and giving. And all those things are so important because, you know, we can do what we can do, but it takes all of us to get it done. Um, you know, just this last year, I think uh, $150,000 went to foreign missions. That's not counting other special projects that, that happen, which means uh, every 10 years is $1.5 million we send overseas. Uh, Life's Hope this year has done $1.5 million just locally to schools and churches and different organizations here for us. So it's a local mission project that, that Brent uh, leads up. Uh, th there are just so many things that we have been a part of, and it is wonderful to be a part of that. And you're a part of that because we can't make that happen unless you are doing that. Benevolence, we have people come in every week. They, they need money for you know, medicine, for their gas, electricity, to get to the doctor, or one thing or another. And I think just recently, $30,000 have gone out just in benevolence. And, and Mel and, and LaDon and Matt and Tanner, they take care of that. I don't take care of that anymore. But there's just so many good things that happen and so many people that, that work in doing what needs to be done in the kingdom of God. So it takes very strong leadership, and we've been very blessed with that. So um, thank you for the leadership that you've given and the leadership that you have given to, to Matt and I. Absolutely. So I'm, uh, I'm clicking on and off my microphone because I'll get caught up and be like, amen. And you don't want to, I forgot I'm mic'd up this time, you know what I mean? But Pastor, also one of the things that we, we want to mention is also our podcast. Go ahead and talk to him about the podcast a little bit. Yeah, we, we have a podcast now, and uh, Tanner kind of helps us with that, Bandy and different ones. Um, we've had uh, over 50,000 downloads of people who listen to our sermons here. Uh, we're in 27 different foreign countries now. Uh, last week, Sunday's message has already been listened to uh, to about what, 5,000 people, I think, uh, online. And so we, we try to have a big ministerial footprint. So uh, it's not just, you know, people coming here to listen to the message. We want to get it outside the walls and get it to many different people around the world. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. And that's true. It's, it's just black and white. It's plain. If you want your plans to succeed, get some help, Right? Get some people who will tell you, pour in. Now, you've got to guard yourself from that. But really, we've always had strong leadership here in the elders and the deacons and the teachers. And thank you guys so much. We appreciate your leadership, and we know that it's important, and we don't take it for granted. And we know that's why we're where we're at. You know, some of you have been here for a long, long time. Uh, some of you have been uh, around uh, some of us for the, the 46 years. And Ray of Hope Ministries actually started with a group of 20-year-olds. Mary, Randy, Carrie, um, uh, Christy Curtis, different ones. That is the group that started Ray of Hope Ministries. The first sound system that we ever have, uh, Carrie and I and Randy and I, we bought it. Uh, you say, why didn't you buy it? Because there was no money. <laughs> the first copy machine we had, we bought it personally. Why? There was no money. Uh, we started... Uh, my, my ministry started in a little shotgun white frame building that had no central heat, no central air. Uh, the windows and the doors were open uh, through, you know, the summer because we tried to get a breeze. Uh, one Sunday, a chicken actually walked through the door. Uh, <laughs> honey, it don't get much more country than that. Um, so it was a very humble beginning. Um, that building could seat maybe 60 comfortably. I remember one Easter, the, the record was 90, I think. So that was a huge day. 
Uh, if we had 90 now, we would think, what happened to the church? So, but uh, very humble beginnings. My first pulpit was an old wooden icebox painted white that I preached from. Not a refrigerator, but a, the kind you put a block of ice in to keep the things... Uh, some of you young people won't even have a clue what I said, but anyway, so, so that, was, uh, that was the first building. Uh, it had uh, an auditorium and three rooms, basically. Uh, there was two in the back and one in the back. Uh, at one time, the door was in the back, and then we put it on the side, and then we put a restroom on the side of that. And we were unisex bathrooms before it was cool. Uh, you, you had to make sure the doors locked and rattled because we didn't have a men's and a women's bathroom. We had a bathroom. Thank God we had a bathroom. And so we actually probably was one of, if not one of the smallest churches in our county. And now we are one of the largest, if not the largest in our county. And so it's just like, what has God wrought? And what has he done? And he has been faithful and we're thankful for all of those. And many of those have passed on. And, and I'm going to throw some names that some of you will remember, most of you won't. Uh, when I talk about Sister Kaiser, or Martha, or Paul, and maybe Daniel and Earlene, and uh, maybe we could say Dorothy and Grady and, and Mildred and Kenneth and, you know, Bill and Nita. And, you know, I, I could go on and on. And so... Aren't we grateful for those that we have got on their shoulders and we've carried something on? And a lot of those folks I mentioned, they've passed on and they're in glory and we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses looking down upon us. And that's why it's important to go forward. Not just for us, but those who've gone on before us. We don't want to fail them. We don't want to let them down. We want to take it much further than we've ever seen it. And we do believe our best days are, come, uh, to, are ahead of us to come. And a lot of this has been very prophetic. We're going to wrap this up here in just a moment. But I remember when we just began, and there was a lot of prophetic things that happened in our, in our midst uh, the Lord would speak to us prophetically and say, I'm going to do something that you cannot imagine that's going to be done. And we're there. But now we're imagining more. The vision has enlarged, it's expanded. And uh, I remember one of the first times that uh, Sister Carol and Brother Kemp came to our church, and we were down by the railroad track in the floodplain, and uh, we were in a smaller building. And I remember one time he was ministering, and he got up and he said this, he said, Ray of Hope will be a nation-shaking church. I don't know if you remember that. I do. And when he prophetically said, Ray of Hope will be a nation-shaking church, I'm listening to that, and I said, what? <laughs> we can't hardly even pay the bills here. I mean, we're just barely surviving, and, uh, and he's making this bold prophetic statement, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to lay that up on a shelf. You know, some prophecies you just got to lay up on a shelf, right? But we've just started. We've just started. And, uh, and Matt's going to take the ball. He's going to take it further down the road. And we're going to go forward. And God's going to do some very amazing things among us. L listen, I told Matt this. I said, okay, if we have guests this Sunday, it's their first time, they're going to think, this is a weird service. <laughs> but this is what I said. If I were here for the first time, I would say, I want to be a part of that. I want to hitch my wagon to that ministry. I want to hitch that to that vision because we are going to go forward. And if you're new and you don't have some of the history that some of us have, that's okay. You only can begin where you are. And so we're, we're very excited of that. So, so Matt, I'm going to let you just wrap this up here. So the biggest question that you get is stepping up into the lead role is, what's your vision? What's the new vision? This is the only problem that I have with that. If you study the Bible... The vision for Jerusalem on day one was the vision for Jerusalem on the last day. That, that never, now, leaders change, and sometimes methods, you have to repackage them, but the message stays the same. So, so what's the vision? So I'm going to read this to you. I'm sure you've never heard this verse before, but we're going to read it together. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to deserve all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 
couple years of being here, I actually probably about a year, I sat down with the pastor and I said, I think I've got it figured out. I mean, the vision to me is very plain. That's what the scripture says is make the vision plain. You know, whenever we do this, it says, that go therefore, and it says, get to moving, you know. But we're already moving, so we're just going to continue that movement, amen. We're going to continue to reach and disciple in our community, in our schools, in our businesses, strong leadership, all those things. We're going to continue. When you drive out um, of our, whenever you exit today, you'll see a sign that says, we have a seat for you. Because we want you to know that we really do have a seat for you. We're multi-generational. We're multi-people here. We want people who want to bless the name of Jesus Christ. And we want people to know how your life can change with Christ in your life. So we go there for and we continue to build and we continue to move. He goes on, he says, make disciples and teach and baptize. Well, one of our major goals here, one of our major things that we want is we want you to know more about the word of God here than you would anywhere else. We want you to know the name above every name. Yeah. That's yeah. who we want to proclaim and we want you to know it well. Well, isn't that what the Great Commission is? Yes. Teach them. Teach them, and teach them to observe the things that I've commanded you. And what did Christ command us? That his name is above every name. Yeah. Amen? So we're going to continue that. And finally there at the end it says, Lo, I'm with you always, even till the end of the age. And that's the faith part of this. See, here we at Ray of Hope, we truly believe that your past doesn't have to dictate your future. Oh, you may have some consequences to pay. Amen? We've all been there. But the faith is, is that Jesus Christ comes into my life. And I know who longer who I was. Scripture puts it like this. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old is gone and the new is here. It takes faith. It takes faith to do that. And you'll be at times where you think, God, am I by myself? Is there anybody else around? But then we remember that, no, he's with us. And we want you to know that today. That we've all made mistakes and done things we shouldn't have done. But we know with the blood of Christ and his grace and mercy in our life we can continue on to what he's called us to. You know, this uh, past Sunday night, we baptized 12, and uh, one of the wonderful things is one of the young men that we baptized uh, last Sunday night, his entire family was with him in the early service today. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had the pleasure of taking 12 people and uh, burying them with Christ in the waters of baptism, as Matt said, the name that's above every name, and, and allowing that journey to begin of faith. And uh, ours started a long, long time ago. And I'm thankful for people who are of faith that's continued in the faith, aren't you? And th there's more people who are going to be a part of that. And we're fixing to call Brother Kemp up, and we're, we're going to pray here as we get ready to leave. But I've said this so many times, at nauseum, you're going to hear it again. I have never wanted to be a part of a church that sat on the corner for 100 years and 100 years later, they're still the way they were 100 years ago. Or worse, we need to grow and reach and disciple and build the kingdom of God. This is not religion, this is relationship. This is not going through the motions, this is real worship. This is not just something that we do, this is who we are. And in that, by the Spirit of Almighty God being in our life, we make a change in us, our family, our world, our community, and we reach out in His name by the power of God to do what only He can do, but He uses people to do that. And that's you and that's me. And I am looking forward not only for you to be faithful, but many others coming in to be faithful, and we're going to grow the kingdom of God together. And I am so excited about that. I shared in the early service, and many of you know this, this building right here is, 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 that you're sitting in is, is actually designed to double. These outside walls are non-load-bearing walls. Actually, we are going to, one day, by faith, we're going to swing these walls all the way back out over here and add two more sections over here and two more sections over there and more wrapping around the front so we can continue to grow. And when we sat down with the architects, our elders, and me and Carrie, and I'd been through a couple of building programs, and I said, you know what? I don't want to go find new property. I don't want to start another building program. Let's design this so we can double it. We have room to grow. We have 125 acres here. We can build a city if we want to. But anyway, the whole idea is let's keep growing, and let's be a part of something bigger than ourselves 
that is meaningful that lifts up the name of Jesus. Amen. Brother Camp, come up here. Matt and I are going to come down with our families, and uh, I'm going to give you this announcement mic here, and let me see if it's on, and I think it's coming on right now, and they'll, they'll pick you up here. Always like a microphone that is turned on when it's given to me, because I have struggled up here. I cannot describe to you in words what I feel in my heart here today in this moment. This is a grand moment that is difficult to describe. How many of you believe the Holy Spirit knows everything ahead of time, and if you'll listen, he can get you ready? I've been, I've been on the road, and I got to bed last night, and I was planning to sleep in this morning, and I'm going to tell you why in a moment, because uh, uh, I'll tell you that in a moment, but the Holy Spirit woke me up early this morning. Watch my mouth, early. And said, I want you to get out of bed and I want you to begin to pray and seek the Lord for the service, the services that are going to be taking place. And I did. And I began to seek the Lord. And I'm from the old school. I believe the Holy Spirit can speak to your heart concerning what needs to be said. How many of you believe that? And, and so I got that done. I got my shower, got all dressed, and I went down to have me a nice breakfast. And I got my, my little breakfast on my plate. And I, I'm sitting down at my table there in the, in the hotel. And all of a sudden, my phone starts ringing. But how many of you know, if you don't know the caller, you don't always answer that? So I looked at the phone, and I said, I'm not going to take that. I was talking to somebody. I said, I'm not going to take that. All of a sudden, I hung up, and all of a sudden, the phone rang again, and it said, look at Oklahoma. I said, I better answer that. And it was, it was Brother Matt calling me. And he said, Brother Kemp, he said, I am so sorry. He said, I told you yesterday that you did not need to be here until 1030 in the morning. But she said, he said, but I have discovered that I made a big mistake. You're supposed to be here. It was 10 after 8. You're supposed to be here at 830. <laughs> I said, I said, can I get there by then? He said, oh, yeah. He said, it is possible to do that in 17 minutes. <laughs> this is the honest truth. I'm holding that food, and I said, nothing to do here but this. I walked over, throwed my breakfast in the trash can right there, grabbed my coat, and I don't want you to tell Mel this, but uh, she loaned me her navigator, and I was here in about 15 minutes. <laughs> Come on. Amen. But I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Pastor Mike and, and Pastor Matt, and uh, I wanted to tell that story on you, Matt. I want you to know, amen, uh, amen. That's your first mistake on the first day that you're being uh, placed in ministry, amen. I want, you to, I want you guys to walk right up here with, with your wives or whatever, your families, whatever. I want you to come, and I want the audience here to listen very carefully to what I'm going to say because in a moment, we're going to do something that we haven't done in a long time in Ray of Hope. And we're going to make room. We're going to just make it happen. I'm going to ask everybody in this building in a moment, if you, if you will. And I've been coming here a long time, since almost before the Civil War, I want you to know. I've been coming to Duncan and to Comanche. But I want to talk to you a moment about the next few moments. And I'm going to ask you in a moment to get up on your feet, walk down here, and get as close as you can. And I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Let me tell you something. You may or may not know this. But you, for the last 38 and a half years, almost 39 years, you have had one of the most phenomenal pastors of any church, and I travel all over the world, of any church that I've ever been in. Well, come on. That is true. That is true. That is true. Wow. Wow. Well, amen. <laughs> Oh, my. Okay, okay. You may be seated. I'm almost tempted to invite you to come right now, but I, I want to finish this. Let me, tell you, let me tell you why you have been able to come from a humble beginning in a little frame building with a chicken running through the door in Comanche into into a facility like this, but not just the facility, but a congregation that has moved from just that humble beginning 
to, to becoming one of the most respected voices, not just in Stevens County, and certainly it is that, but a voice that is actually heard in the nations throughout the world. Do you know why that has happened? Because you have had a pastor that is not just a phenomenal preacher, and he is that. He is sought after by so many people. But he is not just a good preacher. I know a lot of great preachers. But he is a visionary leader that has vision for the future of this church from the beginning there in Comanche until this very moment when you heard his heart. But the obvious thing is that Ray of Hope did not get to this particular place with him doing it by himself. He had the response of people that became partners with him and embraced his vision and supported it. I want to tell you, it's not just him, it is you. You need to give yourself a good hand right now because of what God has accomplished. Well, amen. Now, what he has shared with us today, this is Transition Sunday. There is a big difference between change and transition. Change is the destiny that you want to arrive at. But transition is the process of pastorally leading the people to that place. And this man has poured out his heart as to what his vision has now become for the future. How many of you are glad that after 40 uh, 30, 39 years, you still have a man that has a great vision for the future. How many of you thank God for that? But, but, this vision he shared today concerning this transition cannot take place by him alone. It's going to take all of us, I'm including me. This is my church too, by the way, I want you to know. I love to, you don't have, you don't have any trouble ever getting me to come here. We need to unite together like never before and embrace this vision as this wonderful man of God right here. I've spent the last two days with this guy. We have talked till my voice is gone. But, but I want you to know, God has put the vision in this man's heart for the next generation and for the future of this church until Jesus comes to never stop growing. This today, feel the presence of God. This today is the second phase of this rocket that is going to kick in and take Ray of Hope to places it has never been before. Listen to me. Listen to me. The best is yet to come for this church. I believe that's God's word for this place. In a moment, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to come forward and Pastor Mike and Pastor Kerry are going to come over and they're going to lay their hands upon this man and upon his family. This is a biblical, the Bible is a book of transitions. They're all over the Bible. He referenced Moses and Joshua. You remember that, Pastor referencing that? If you go to the book of, uh, the book of uh, Deuteronomy chapter uh, 27, you will find that God spoke to Moses and said, place Joshua before the entire congregation. Lay your hands upon him and pray for him, for the Spirit of the Lord God is upon him, and he will take this congregation to places it has never been before. I believe that's God's word for us here today. So I'm going to ask you to stand all over this building. Come on, right now. Stand all over this building, everybody. I'm going to ask you if you are physically able and you are ready to back this pastor who has given his life, almost uh, 39 years of his life, and you're willing to back that 100% to see that the ray of hope does not, does not die because one generation passes away, but a new generation will rise up that will carry this place further than it's ever been. I want you to do whatever you got to do, but I want you to step out in the seat in the aisle nearest you. I want you to walk right down here right now. Fill this area. Don't be real courteous waiting for somebody else. You come on. Amen. Right up here. Fill in for the front right here. There's lots of space here. Come all the way. Come on right now. From all over this place, from the Cascade area, when this is completely 
full and nobody else can get here, fill the aisles because we're not quite through. We got the best is yet to come. Come on, right now. Come on. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Pastor Mike, you got to take a moment. I know you're looking this way, but you got to look at this right now. Pastor Matt, you got to see this. This ought to make your heart. Amen. Look at this. Look at this. This is what I expected from Ray of Hope right here today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just keep coming. We're going to give you a moment. We're going to, we're going to give you a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While they're coming, I want to give a little instruction here. Uh, Brother Mike, I want you to come over in a moment. Is your microphone back on? Because I make sure that it's on, if you will. And I want you to lay your hands, and I want you to pray over this man and this woman of God and this family. Amen. That the blessing and the favor and the power of the Holy Spirit will be upon him today. Amen. Father, we come to you right now. We're praying for your favor, your blessing, your anointing. Lord, your wisdom, your grace to be upon Matt and Mary and Callie, their family. And God, we're looking forward to moving in a direction where you lead us, where you have positioned us. And Lord, let your goodness and your mercy, Lord, be upon Matt as he leads and he guides. And as he preaches and he's teaching. And God, we pray right now that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher, our guide, our leader that we could see great and mighty things in your name to happen in our life, the life of this church, our community, our world. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. 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 Now just stay right where you are. Many of you have already figured this out. Don't leave yet. We're not done. Many of you have already figured this out and you can't get up here, but you're putting your hand on the person's shoulder in front of you. I want you to do that all over the building. We're going to be united as one people right now. Touch them and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for this congregation. I'm going to pray for this church right now. Father God, I thank you for your wonderful presence, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. This is a God-ordained moment, and your presence is proof of that in this room. Lord, we, we thank you for your presence here today. Lord, I want, to, I want, to, I want you to, to accept my prayer for my friend, uh, Pastor Mike, and his lovely wife, Carrie. Lord, as, as they continue this aspect of their journey in ministry, they're not retiring, Lord. They are fulfilling the next role in their lives directly connected with this church. And Father, right now, we lay our hands and we pray for this entire congregation, every man, every woman, every student. Lord, let us today feel the vision that has been imparted and let us pick up the vision and run with it. Let us impart to this pastor and his family that they are not alone, but they are ordained of God and anointed of God and they've got our support to see the fulfillment of the vision for the Ray of Hope Church here in Stevens County. I thank you for that right now, Lord Jesus. I pray right now for this man of God, Brother Matt, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come upon him in a dimension that he has never known. I wanna thank you, Lord, that you're going to confirm the word by signs and wonders and miracles in Jesus' mighty name. I want to thank you today, Lord, that you're going to open to him resources that he has never even imagined to bring to pass the vision that has been delivered to us by the successor here today. I thank you for it right now. I pray for his lovely wife and his daughter and his family. Lord, let them feel the love and the strength and the encouragement of this entire congregation in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Lord. Brother Matt. I want you to open your eyes. The Spirit of God is upon me to declare to you that God Almighty has put his hand upon you for this particular assignment. Before you were ever born, this was a part of God's divine plan for you. You're going to experience the hand of the Lord upon you in wisdom, in discernment, in understanding the next steps that need to be taken in unifying this congregation to fulfill the purpose that God has given to them. So lift up your head, my son, and be encouraged, for you are not alone. I, the Lord God Almighty, am with you and will be with you every step of the way. Thus, thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, put your hands up and thank God.
for this next step. Let's bless the Lord. Let's bless the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Father, we just praise you. We bless you, Lord, from the bottom of our heart. We say thank you, Lord, for bringing us together as you have and giving us an opportunity to walk steps of divine destiny in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. Come on, give the Lord right now a great day. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I don't know what's next because I'm done right Amen. now. Amen. Well, Thank I'm going to receive that word is what's next. Amen. Thank hey, you. we love you guys so much. What a beautiful, beautiful scene. You are beautiful people. We love you. It is my honor to serve you and Pastor Mike and Carrie from the bottom of my heart. I love these guys. And we're just, it's exciting day, isn't it? Amen. We're celebrating a life of ministry and a legacy. And thank you for being here. We love you so much. There is a table out front. Pastor Mike and Carrie will be out there to the left. And we just go by, stick a card in the bucket there, hug them, let them know you love them, you care about them, all that they've meant. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Have a great, great rest of the day. We'll see you Wednesday night. We love you guys. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory, and hope changes everything.